0: From the laws of deep intergalactic space To the principles of the even deeper web Who knows, maybe the next discovery will be named after you It's weird and wonderful Weird And wonderful. Maybe weirder than us, but not more wonderful. Today's topic, (laughs) interesting eponymous laws and principles. Now, I know what you're thinking. What does eponymous mean? Right. Eponymous means something that is named, the name of something that is named after the person who named it. Okay. (laughs) That's so confusing. That's the name of- Something that's named after someone. Something that's named after someone. Yeah. Why you gotta- Yeah, you're right. That's so simple. Why why did I say that? why you gotta do it like that? Because, I don't know, the <laughs> name of something that's named after someone else who named it after their own name—that
1: their mother or father has given unto them. All right, or grandparents. At yes, times.
0: really. Essentially, this—if it's named after them. Really, did they name it or did their mother and father name it? Because their father and mother gave them the name. That I like where you're going with this. Yes. What's the first principle?
1: The Peter principle. Now, it's actually named after Lawrence J. Peter, a prominent Canadian scholar of education, who found this concept. Now, it's basically an idea that, quote, in a hierarchy, every employee tends to rise to his level of incompetence. Now, the point of this principle is, that people are promoted based on how well they are doing their current job, not how well they might perform their future job. Mm. Look at that. Very now, in other smart words, man, Peter. Right, uh, when you're great at something, you might get rewarded with a promotion into something you might be terrible at. You know, a typical example, Peter said, is if you're a great rule follower who suddenly is placed in charge of making rules you might freeze up in your new role or, or gum up the productivity of everybody else. You know, you could be good at one thing and not necessarily the best at the other. So one more core principle that Peter said is that, uh, quote again, once you're promoted to your level of incompetence, you probably won't get fired and replaced with someone more competent. Instead, others will work around you. Now, the reason is simple. He said uh, perhaps... Because you know too much about your boss's business to be booted out too casually or because people have sympathy for you because you're working so many hours or because the people who are supposed to judge you have reached their own level of incompetence as well. So you now have to reach the uh, ominously termed station called, quote, final placement. Where that will be, if you are actually going to be good at it, we'll never know.
0: I see. So basically, again, to recap this principle, if I understand it correctly, Peter's principle is that in your working career at any company, you will be promoted until you hit your level of incompetence. And then once you hit your level of incompetence, that's where you will slowly drift into final placement. No? <laughs> Did well, I that could be Well, wrong? I
1: thought it was uh – you will be promoted to something that you may not necessarily be good at. Exactly. You won't be necessarily fired for that, even though you are horrible because sure. it could be a number of reasons.
0: Oh, no, no, but here's what I'm saying. You enter into a company, you start advancing. It's like, wow, look at this guy. He's, uh, he, we should give him this. He's so good at following rules. Let's have him make rules. Oh man, he's so good at making rules. We should have him make chairs. And then he starts making chairs like, oh my gosh, he's horrible at making chairs. Mm-hmm. And then, he doesn't get promoted anymore because he's not excelling in his job. Right. right so you, you kind of like rise up The I don't know why making chairs is so far up the ladder in my example but anyways, you rise until you hit that level of incompetence.
1: That is your final placement.
0: <sighs> wow, that's too bad. Well, Taking a look at one that probably is familiar to you, besides the pre- Peter Principle. I don't know. Have you heard that one before?
1: No, first time for me. Quite interesting, indeed.
0: One you have probably heard of before is Murphy's Law, and Murphy Murphy's Law is the one uh, one of the most famous eponymous laws. It's the simple rule that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Now, this law was named after Captain Edward A. Murphy, who was an engineer working on Air Force Project, which was designed to see how much sudden deceleration a person a person can stand in a crash. Oh hey. Okay. During the project, a key sensor was installed completely backward, allegedly by Murphy, who never checked it in advance. As a result, the test went utterly haywire and much to the embarrassment of everyone concerned. So later later on then, in a press conference, Stapp, the flight surgeon who worked with Murphy, used the term Murphy's Law saying that Murphy's mistake had taught them to assume that everything that could go wrong would go wrong. But instead of using that fact as a reason to quit, the engineers used it as motivation to excel. So in short, the only way to avoid catastrophe was to envision every possible scenario and plan against it, which is you know, probably why you hear this so often with space voyages and such.
1: Sure. I feel like this uh, name was, came out of sarcasm. <laughs> like, oh, Murphy's law taught us that. Thank you, Murphy. Right for all that you've done. I well, feel like he's
0: like the Mister Magoo of like of engineer projects. Doo- did I do that?
1: <laughs> or maybe he did it on purpose to teach a lesson. But who knows? Uh, up next, we have Cunningham's Law. Now, it's basically an internet uh, uh, adage or tribute or whichever that states the best way to get the right answer on the internet is not to ask a question, but to post the wrong answer. Now, this is kind of going off our artificially intelligent, I guess. If Uh you've spent any time on the internet, you're likely well aware that posting something incorrect online is a for sure way to elicit uh, um, an army of correction from fellow uh, internet... What is it?
0: Uh, netizens? Netizens. Netizens.
1: There you go. Now, this idea is based on the fact that people online are often unsympathetic to questions, especially questions they consider stupid. So this law itself began uh, as advice Cunningham gave to his people in the 1980s. But who was Cunningham? In a nutshell, this guy is none other than Ward Cunningham, the man who invented the first user-editable website. Now, it seems that this guy has well understood the internet users. Oh, that is not correct. I'll edit it kind of mentality. But interestingly, Cunningham himself denies ownership of the law, calling it uh, a, quote, misquote that disproves itself by propagating through the internet. Well, if whether you deny it or not, I think that's a that's a great advice to mm-hmm. give people if you really do want to find the answer is to, by posting the wrong answer purposely and then people will just jump in and attack you for it.
0: Which is ironic because this incorrect quote apparently propagated itself through the Internet. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that? Right. Who didn't correct it? Look at that. Well, uh, finally, finishing off the Internet principles, we have uh, Goodwin's Law. Or is it Godwin? Godwin. Godwin? All right. Godwin, you win. Uh, another internet themed law godwin 's law is the principle that <laughs> the longer it, <laughs> the longer an online discussion goes, the more likely it becomes that someone will make a comparison to Hitler or the Nazis, regardless of the original oh, my topic that 's amazing i didn 't know that this law existed, but I can definitely see that i 've It's true. Now, it it was originally coined as an observation, but has become more and more of a rule to invoke Nazi comparisons is to uh, lose the argument. And the philosopher Leo Strauss made a similar point in pre-Internet days, coining the phrase reducto ad Hitlerum, which is a fallacy whereby making comparison to Nazism derails the argument. Well, there you go. Awesome principles and laws all to do with the names of their makers. And we will leave you with the shins.
1: Name for you?